Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. When it comes to improving online government services, agencies find imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. USDA recently stood up Farmers.gov, a one-stop shop for its customers, after borrowing the concept from the VA's Vets.gov. Meanwhile, the General Services Administration is considering borrowing U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services idea for an AI web assistant. USCIS launched Emma in 2015 to help answer people's questions online without investing more man hours. The Agriculture Department is banning popular social media sites. Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp are among the more than 400 sites the Agriculture Department is blocking employees from visiting. USDA Chief Information Security Officer Chris Lowe writes in an email to staff, which Federal News Radio obtained, that starting March 7th, these sites will no longer be accessible to employees or contractors using government computers. USDA bans these sites after its Security Operations Center and Inspector General found more than 200 cases of employees looking at inappropriate websites, including pornography. I'm Jason Miller. Veterans Affairs Inspector General Michael Missile says the former VA Chief of Staff's email was not hacked. VA Secretary David Shulkin had said his former Chief of Staff's email may have been breached and listed it as one reason why it appeared his staff authorized improper travel. The IG says VA's email systems haven't been compromised, though. Shulkin last week said he thought his former Chief of Staff's email had been spoofed instead. The IG didn't contradict Shulkin's most recent statement and says it will continue to look into potential deceptive practices. The State Department's Office of the Procurement Executive may be adding some new information to its contracts. State's IG is supposed to have access to contractor records and employees for interviews, according to the Foreign Affairs Manual, but that information hasn't been making its way into contracts, leaving vendors clueless about their obligations. The IG recommends a clause to that effect be included in every contract moving forward. A potential partnership between the Census Bureau and the Postal Service has fallen apart. Members of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee want to know why Census walked away from a pilot to have letter carriers work as enumerators during the 2020 count. They want Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to explain why he nixed the idea. Census starts its first large-scale field test this April for the 2020 count. House Oversight Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy wants the Office of Personnel Management to release more employee salary and bonus information. OPM has given the Open the Books organization this data for the last 11 years, but left out information for nearly 255,000 salaries this year. The agency says an update in policy prevents it from releasing all information. OPM said last year it will no longer release all data related to cybersecurity positions. It also exempts seven security-related agencies from its data release. The Social Security Administration finds it might be looking at the wrong factors in determining whether a person deserves disability benefits. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The agency commissioned a National Academies panel to look into whether how often people seek medical care correlates with disability as defined by Social Security. That question had never been studied before. The 16-member panel says it could find no evidence that health care utilization can predict disability, but that with richer data, SSA could create a new determination model. I'm Tom Temin. The Air Force is trying to slash red tape when it comes to buying weapons. The service stood up a new charter which broadened some of its rapid capabilities office's authorities to larger programs. Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson says the charter will give more power to program managers when trying new ways of buying. 
The Pentagon is overruling a billion-dollar cloud computing agreement the Defense Innovation Unit Experimental issued just a month ago. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has details. The other transaction agreement was one of the first big tests of DOD's new authorities to use OTAs for large-scale purchases, not just prototypes. But the Pentagon determined DIUX went too far. DOD is now limiting what had been a $950 million agreement to a ceiling of just $65 million. And instead of being available to the entire department, U.S. Transportation Command is the only organization that will be allowed to use it. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. A former defense contractor pleads guilty to illegally retaining sensitive national defense information. Weldon Marshall admits to unlawfully retaining classified materials while he served in the Navy and later working for a military contractor. He'll be sentenced in the spring and faces up to 10 years in prison and a maximum fine of $250,000. And General Stephen Townsend takes over at U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command. The command is responsible for recruiting and evaluating 120,000 soldiers every year. Townsend takes over for General David Perkins, who is retiring after nearly 40 years of service. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.